Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 22nd of January, 2024, the 12th of Shvat, 5784. Hope you are well. Hope you are safe in your part of the world. Coming to you on this beautiful Monday from Jerusalem. I'm just outside the walls of the old city here in Israel's eternal and indivisible capital. As the war continues down in Gaza, in Gaza against the evil which is Hamas, and I just actually got off the phone with uh, with a soldier who has a few days of leave, trying to get a grip on the reality on the situation down there. What exactly is going on? What's the state of affairs in this current war? And Israel certainly has had a lot of success. Unfortunately, of course, soldiers, IDF soldiers have been killed in the, in the fighting. But we've had a lot, of, a lot of success, taken out a lot of terrorists. But there's, bottom line, there's a long way to go. There's a long way to go. This war is going to carry on for a long, long time in different forms, perhaps. But Hamas still remains a terror threat. Hopefully, hopefully we are closing in on some of the Hamas leaders in the town of Khan Yunus. And please God, we will return the captives, the Israelis being held in Hamas. Hopefully we will get to them and find them um, very, very shortly as we continue the operation throughout Aza with a focus now on the southern part of of uh, of that enclave, that terrorist enclave where Hamas fighters and so-called civilians, many who participated in October 7th and side with Hamas, uh, remain uh, there on the loose. And until they are gone, until we take care of business, uh, they will continue to remain a threat to the state of Israel both those who actually have the the card-carrying members of Hamas and their supporters. So just to turn our attention to Jerusalem here for a second, this uh, literally coming out right now, it's all related. It's all related, whether it's Aza or Jerusalem, the, uh, the police and Israel security services, the Shabak, just released this information here, uh, just a few minutes ago, reported by Ynet, the two Arabs living in the eastern side of the city of Jerusalem were, were planning a mega terror attack. Uh, these two Arabs affiliated, at least ideologically affiliated with ISIS, were planning on carrying out some sort of bombing. They'd already been working with different types of chemicals, materials, planning a bombing, uh, perhaps for Jerusalem itself, but they were caught. I'm looking here at the images from their home, uh, symbols of the ISIS movement, and uh, some of the chemicals which were recovered by police. Again, this they were arrested last month, but it was released today for publication. Again, but it's all related, whether it's the terrorists in Jerusalem or the ones down there in Aza. Yet somehow, 
many in the world community think that the solution to terrorism, the way to fight terror, is to give the Arabs under the PA and under Hamas a state. And this is actually where I wanted to start with uh, today until I just saw that breaking report here. JNS reports that without mentioning Prime Minister Netanyahu by name, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres took aim at the premier yesterday on Sunday. On Shabbat, Netanyahu issued a statement suggesting that Israeli security needs are incompatible with Palestinian, not my word, Palestinian statehood. The repeated refusal, this is what Guterres said, this is a quote, the repeated refusal to accept the two-state solution for Israeli and Palestinians is totally unacceptable. He made these comments at what is called the Third South Summit. I think he's in Africa. Guterres continued the, the denial of the right to state, the right to statehood, right? That's what he said. They have a right. It's a God-given right uh, for the what he called the Palestinian people would indefinitely prolong a conflict that has become a major threat to global peace and security, exacerbate polarization, and embolden extremists everywhere. If only they had a state, right, none of this would be going on. Yet somehow, when Jordan was in control of Judea and Samaria, uh, and Egypt was in control of Gaza, they never needed a state then, only when Israel, only when Israel is around and controlling some of these areas, do they need a state. Hamas and friends massacre 1,200 Israelis, and somehow the most important thing right now is to create a PA state, according to the UN head. For him to say that not having a state prolongs the conflict, he is justifying the massacre. It's saying, well, of course they carried out this massacre on October October the 7th because, well, they didn't have a state. And, of course, somehow giving the terrorist Palestinian Authority a state in the minds of the UN creates peace and security. That is their backwards thinking. The question I ask is, who becomes more secure with a PA state? Certainly not Israel. So who then does get peace and security? Does the UN head, UN head ever talk about the Arabs rejecting a state over and over, including this precious two-state solution in 1947? Ladies and gentlemen, there are no do-overs. If you reject something and attack, you don't get a do-over. That's not how it works. You do not get a do-over. According to the UN, you do, but that's not how it works. And if you carry out a massacre... You don't get rewarded. That's not how it works. And, and I don't understand how this talk of giving a state, creating a PA state in our heartland is on the agenda right now. I just don't get it. I mean, I do get it, but I really just don't. I don't get it. I don't accept it. Uh, Guterres should resign already. He should have done so long ago over his failures. UN is supposed to bring peace to the world, right? Yet his organization and their employees support terrorism in Gaza. And this has been proven time and time again. 
At the same time, they don't uphold their own resolutions like in Lebanon, where Hezbollah has been able to build a terror tunnel network and they continue to arm itself to, to the teeth and the UN does nothing. Remember, after the Second Lebanon War, a resolution was passed. Hezbollah was supposed to not have arms on Israel's northern border, yet they do. And they have a sophisticated, Hamas-like, if not more advanced, system of tunnels in southern Lebanon, and the UN just looks the other way. They do nothing. Honestly, the UN should be dismantled also. Guterres should go. The whole UN should be dismantled for being an absolutely worthless organization that caters to the terrorists and simply hates the Jewish nation. The UN should go. So in regard to this two-state solution nonsense, uh, the Prime Minister, Prime Minister Netanyahu, said that the State of Israel will retain full security control over the entire territory west of the Jordan River after it achieves its objectives of a demilitarized Gaza and the return of the hostages. This is what he said last night. Because there was talk with... Uh, you know, President Biden over the weekend saying that he doesn't believe in Netanyahu is against the two-state solution. And I'm paraphrasing, I don't have the exact quote. Netanyahu said, the war continues on all fronts and in all sectors. We grant no immunity to any terrorist, either in Gaza, nor in Lebanon, Syria, or anywhere else. Anyone who attempts to harm us, we strike back. Netanyahu said he outright rejects the Hamas monster's terms of surrender. In exchange for the release of our hostages, Hamas demands the end of the war, the withdrawal of our forces from Gaza, the release of all the Nukba murderers and rapists, and leaving Hamas intact. That's Hamas's position. War over, IDF leaves, terrorists released, and Hamas gets to stay, to stay in power. Netanyahu said, if we agree to this, our soldiers have fallen in vain. If we agree to this, we will not be able to guarantee the security of our citizens. We will not be able to return the evacuees safely to their homes. Those are the residents of northern and southern Israel who are still not home after three months. And the next October 7th will only be a matter, matter of time, the prime minister charged. Okay, let's see if Prime Minister Netanyahu sticks to this. All right, I'm not giving him a hall pass. Somebody should be recording all of these statements to make sure that nothing changes from what he is saying here. What I don't like, honestly, is that the prime minister is talking about only security control in all of these areas, which means that uh, rebuilding Gush Katif, the communities destroyed so foolishly in 2005, where every last Jew was expelled from Gaza, Rebuilding Gush Katif is nowhere on the agenda. It's just not on the table, folks. It looks like realistically, realistically, it looks like that Gaza will be some kind. There'll be some kind of situation there, similar to Judea and Samaria, which is certainly better than it was for the past eighteen years, with no Israeli presence. But um, it's not going to be anywhere like. Again, unless we rebuild Gush Katif, it's not going to be anywhere like it was when Gush Katif existed. How is this, I ask, how is it not obvious by now? 
in terms of how the whole thing works. Okay, Wherever you have Jewish communities and a full-time army presence, the ability to carry out terrorism is lowered. Once you turn over areas to the PA or Hamas, or if Hamas takes over, like what happened as a result of the Oslo Accords or the expulsion from Gaza, the terrorists take over and more and more Jews are murdered. It's not rocket science here, folks. But the two staters, some of them are still around, certainly in the, in the UN and in the Biden administration. In Israel, the vast majority are against. I saw polls just the other night on television. Um, the vast majority of Israelis are against the so-called two-state solution. But let's see where our leaders really are on this issue. A two-state solution, at the, at the end of the day, folks, is an existential threat to the state of Israel, period. That's it. It's an existential threat. More and more October 7s will occur, but, in this, but this time it'll be in the greater Tel Aviv area if, God forbid, we go down the path to a so-called two-state solution. An existential threat. Iran is an existential threat. And they're using all their tentacles to attack Israel. And the world thinks somehow that they can just create, they can just force this two-state solution on us. God forbid we go down that path. This will be an existential threat to the state of Israel. And it's that definition of insanity, trying and trying again and expecting different results. But that is where the world is right now when it comes to the so-called two-state solution. Uh, the Jerusalem Post reported today that Defense Minister Yoav Gallant on Sunday told representatives of Israeli hostage families that there are growing signs that they are hotter on the heels of Hamas's top leadership and the hostages in Khan Yunis than they have been until now. So this is some encouraging news. He said operations in Khan Yunis are at a high point and there are early signs that... Um, that we are arriving at the most sensitive locations for Hamas, and we are getting closer to the goals of the war. Those goals, again, I mean, I thought it was three-pronged, but you call it a two-pronged goal, getting rid, of, getting rid of Hamas, getting back our hostages, our captives, and ensuring that Gaza would no longer be a threat. That was the, the third goal. But he mentioned these two. Um, but hopefully he is, uh, he is on point. Hopefully this operation taking place right now in Khan Yunis will lead to the end of the Hamas leadership and we will get back our captives very, very soon. Um, I start off by talking about, after I had this conversation with a soldier who just uh, left Aza, Gaza, uh, just to get an assessment of where we actually are. Um, U.S. intelligence agencies... Over the weekend, this reported by the Jewish press, and uh, this was cited in the Wall Street Journal, said that Israel is not even halfway towards its goal of wiping out Hamas fighters. According to this report, Israeli forces have killed between 20 to 30 percent of Hamas's fighters. We're talking about 9,000 Hamas fighters uh, three months into the war or 100 days into the war now. So what, is it, what does that mean? It seems like, and as I said it before, we have a long way to go. But at the same time, a lot of soldiers are being pulled out of Gaza. A lot of Israeli soldiers pulled out. Um, not that I want soldiers 
to be there, especially uh, if we are talking about some sort of uh, Hamas, even though the prime minister denies this, if we're talking about trading Hamas for Abbas, the Palestinian Authority, I'm against our soldiers being there at all, if that's what, what the situation is. But if we're going to hold the prime minister to his words that the PA will not be in charge of security, will not be given the keys to Aza, Gaza at the end of this, in that case, then I'm just trying to understand, and I don't think anyone really knows, except the heads of the military and our government, uh, why the soldiers are being pulled out. All sorts of, of theories, uh, giving them rest to get ready for the north and the, pretend, and the potential war we're going to have with Hezbollah in the north. Or the theory uh, in terms of uh, this war entering a new stage where we're carrying out more pinpointed, targeted operations like we do in Judea and Samaria. But I just don't know. Again, I can just give you the information I have from soldiers coming out, from the news, from different reports, but I don't think anyone really knows, other than the top brass, uh, what is actually going on right now in terms of our strategy. And we know we are, we're in Khan Yunus, and the defense minister says we are getting closer to major accomplishments, and please God, they shall happen very, very soon, but just don't know exactly what the situation is. Time will certainly tell. Here's our uh, weekly anti-Semitism report. Times of Israel said that um, Russia appears to be belittling the Holocaust. Here now, now you have October 7th denial those who claim that Hamas didn't carry out rape and torture and mutilation and all that stuff. But we still have Holocaust denial as well. Uh, so again, Russia on Sunday appeared to belittle the Holocaust's impact on the Jewish people, characterizing it as a mass extermination of, quote, various ethnic and social groups. Russia also slammed Germany for intervening on behalf of Israel as a third party in the International Court of Justice's so-called genocide case against Israel. At a media conference, the Kremlin's foreign ministry spokeswoman criticized what she labeled as Berlin's unfettered support for the Jewish state, accused it of systematically ignoring the plight of non-Jewish European uh, minorities, particularly the Slavic peoples in the then-Soviet Union who were massacred during the Holocaust. Israel's foreign ministry responded with a brief statement thanking Germany for its unequivocal support and its stand against South Africa's baseless claim. Remember, South Africa accusing Israel of committing genocide, falsely accusing Israel, that is. Um, and the Israeli foreign ministry blasted Russia's spokesperson's comments as a distortion of the Holocaust and harmful to victims and survival. So this is how crazy the world is right now. Germany, the country which perpetrated the Holocaust, is now standing up for Israel against Russia, which is denying that the Nazis' goal was to wipe out the Jewish people. Folks, it is a crazy world out there right now. It's crazy from stories like this. It's crazy from the images I'm seeing from the United States and from the UK in terms of people who are just openly, openly anti-Semitic, openly want the Jewish state of Israel to be destroyed, 
And even though they don't admit it, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, talking about the Jews, aren't even talking about Israel, but they want to wipe out the Jewish people as well, starting with the one and only Jewish state of Israel. Um, and we see so much more anti-Semitism as a result of a massacre against us, if that makes any sense whatsoever. But that is the world we live in. That is our reality. Anyway, I think that is going to do it for today. Um, I wish I had some exceptionally positive news. I did say that hopefully we are on the verge of something major based on the comments of our defense minister. Um, a couple of things. I mean, the holiday of Tubishvat, the so-called New Year for Trees, is this uh, Wednesday night and Thursday in Israel. So we do have a holiday recognizing the agriculture here in the state of Israel. When the Jews came back, folks, that's when the land started producing once again. You want to talk about the indigenous people. You want to talk about who drained the swamps and made the desert flourish. I mean, that's really what Tubishvat in today's day and age recognizes. The agriculture of the land of Israel as a result of the Jewish people's return. So that is this Wednesday night, Thursday. So if you, if you are celebrating, have a meaningful Tubishvat. Secondly, again, it's been a pretty dry winter, but it's supposed to rain here in Israel the rest of the week. So rain is always good on one hand. On the other hand, I hope uh, that our soldiers down there in Aza, in Gaza, stay warm and safe, of course. Um, and we'll have to see how the weather impacts their operational capabilities down in the south. Uh, hopefully the terrorists and their supporters will suffer in the cold weather, and I have no problem saying that. The evil down there in Aza, hopefully that will have some sort of impact. Maybe, just maybe, they'll say that they've had enough and they'll turn against Hamas. I'm waiting for the day where the people in Aza, who are by no means our friends, and of course certainly not Zionists, but I wait for the day when they finally have some sort of organized movement which openly turns against Hamas, realizing what Hamas did to them. A lot of them, of course, support Hamas and want to wipe it, uh, want to wipe Israel out as well. But those in more, I'm hearing more and more voices who are saying, "Look what Hamas, look what Hamas did to us. Look where they left us." As their leaders are running around the Middle East and places like Qatar and Turkey and staying in five-star hotels and, you know with their billions and billions of dollars. Um, but uh, we'll see if that day happens, where there's some meaningful revolt against Hamas. And on that note, I want to thank Ben Bresky, engineer extraordinaire, Tabitha Epstein for everything she does behind the scenes here at the Land of Israel Network. My name is Josh Haston. For the 22nd of January, 2024, the 12th of Shvat 5784, get in touch with me during the week. Josh at thelandofisrael.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. That's where you can find me coming to you on a beautiful Monday from Jerusalem. As It feels like summer outside, honestly, but the temperatures are going to drop. And we're expecting rain for the rest of the week. Everyone out there in the wonderful world, world of ours, be safe. Shalom, shalom from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Be safe, everyone. 
You're listening to the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com, broadcasting the truth and beauty of Israel to the world.